0: Well, hi, how are you?
1: Um, I'm fine.
0: Good to, glad to hear it. It's so nice to see um, a familiar room in the background.
1: (laughs) As you're on your long, long trip.
0: Listen, it feels like it's been an eternity.
1: (laughs) I mean, you literally move. You don't live here anymore.
0: Yeah, I've lived an entire lifetime in Mexico. um, I bet you have. And, yeah, I've um, never experienced such rapid highs and lows in such, like, a short amount of time. And, yeah, I'm... uh, Listen, not to sound ungrateful because it is like truly paradise, but also cannot wait to go home
1: oh, I love to where hear
0: <laughs> I cannot wait to like order food and it can just like show up to where I ordered it. And I mean that I mean that both in terms of like ordering delivery, but also like ordering food at a table in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, it is such a thing here for food to take about two and a half hours. <laughs> Maybe not in all of Mexico. I don't mean to speak for all of Mexico, but in this sleepy little beach town, they're like, listen, the food will get there when it gets there. I love that. And you're like, cool, but will it be today? <laughs> okay. I sound like a cunt. Sorry,
1: everyone. Um, I don't think you sound like a cunt. I just think you sound like someone who lives in the best city in the world. And you're currently okay. in the best city in the world vary that
0: um so yeah for the listener we are recording on zoom right now and normally yeah. even when we record remotely we like record on a little bit higher quality than just on zoom but like desperate times call for desperate measures
1: yeah on and with real friends and i'm in new york
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm on a recording equipment sabbatical right now um it's my first time not lugging a bunch of recording equipment to wherever it is I like have gone. So sorry, but that's just I had to fit. It's my greatest pride and joy that I fit everything I needed for this two-week trip
1: in one
0: carry-on, one carry-on backpack, and not even the size of a carry-on bag—a Fjallraven backpack. Yeah, that's iconic. Um, kind of the hottest thing about me that I've ever done. <laughs> Other than record this podcast naked right now.
1: Hot. I love that. <laughs> I'm Anya's naked. I'm, I'm in bed with my Sandra Bullock cardigan on.
0: <laughs> we're just really,
1: we're two girlies. So we're ready to
0: go. Yeah. We are living.
1: Best. Mistakes. Ow.
0: I just accidentally got, I've never recorded on my phone before. It's, um, this is a technological miracle, but anyway, um, yeah. So if anyone just like here, like I'm, apologies, if you like hear like an ocean breeze on my <laughs> side, or may, maybe you hear like the sound of like a whale tail, like coming up out of the water and then slapping back down, <laughs> like, sorry, sorry if those sounds come in. um, I did my best, but, um, you know, when you you try so hard and you don't succeed. (laughs) Listen, you'll be in Mexico soon enough.
1: I know. Listen, this is how I feel about the Oaxaca trip. It looks like so much fun. It's simply none of my business. That has has been my motto the entire time that you guys have been there has been, I've just been saying to myself, looks like so much fun. It's none of my business. That's
0: kind of been... That's kind of been my motto about what everyone else on this trip has been doing on this trip. Mm. I'm like, wow, really looks like y'all are flooding it up and like living your absolute best lives. And that is simply none None of of my my business. business. Uh, (laughs) Like I, I have been on my like go to bed early, like skip the party, like wake up in time for sunrise like spend the day alone, bullshit. That has been my vibe on this trip. Everyone else is getting all of our friends, you'll be happy to know, are getting corked and porked as they deserve.
1: I mean, what They've else is been... new? They always get corked and porked.
0: <laughs> like. No, but even though even the ones that don't usually, the ones that usually are kind of like okay. a little bit more on the sidelines.
1: All right. I love to hear. You know, that.
0: the one the ones that um generally are watching everyone else get corked and porked while they're like mm. wondering like while they're having kind of their robin moment like dancing yes. on their own um they are getting just absolutely like fisted on the beach and uh i love that for them and it's none of yeah. my business
1: yeah yeah anyway it's just it's none of them it's i've been living in a um a reality where I've been like, oh, okay, so this is what my life and nightlife would be like if I just wasn't friends with Anya and if I didn't like have the fairies. It's, yeah. been, like a, it's been like a trial run of what would that look like? Fun and? but not as. <laughs> Fun but not as is how I felt about it. Yeah.
0: That's how I feel about you like being on a, vaca- a vacation without you. yeah. Fun, but not as. Also, honestly, like if so, the plan is to like do this trip again next year also for New Year's.
1: Well, I'll be there next
0: year. Well, duh, but like, like, that's not even a question, (laughs) but I, um, I, if I have to drag you by your hair, you're coming to this next year, but I
1: just wasn't ready this year. I know.
0: I know. I know. I'm just saying like, if there's some circumstantial reason why for whatever reason next year, you're also not ready, like no longer acceptable is what I'm saying. You know, we like, we, we tried that. (laughs) (laughs) We tried your way. Let's try my way next year. You know, anyway, um um, (laughs) what's actually iconic is that you are not here for the trial run there are so many like mistakes we're making and you know this is the podcast so i can't wait to get into them but there are so many mistakes we as a group have made this year that we just know not to do next year so mm. you will not have you won't be part of the harrowing walks home that we've had to do because we mm. like accidentally booked hotels and airbnbs that are just like a little bit too far away and like mm. the only way to get there is via like lightless dirt roads with like aggressive dogs the entire way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like you will be on the version of the trip where we don't do that anymore. We're just staying in the actual town. You know, you will be, you will be on the version of the trip where we're a little bit more equipped on like how to avoid the food poisoning here. I don't Mm -hmm. think that we'll ever be immune to it, unfortunately, but like we might just be a little bit more, clocked in next year
1: yeah um
0: because literally when I I tell you literally everyone has shit the bed on this trip Ugh. so you're gonna be here next year can can you tell how much sun I've gotten don't I look kind of tan
1: you do look a little tan
0: for me for me you know
1: for you yes no you do look a little tan yes I will be there next year obviously Listen, every bad bitch excited. has to miss one trip. You know, you need people to miss you a little bit, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. of course. You
1: can't show up to And people do miss end. you. Oh, I know.
0: No, you you gotta leave them wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you're an international woman of mystery.
1: Yes. That's the international so
0: part is that there are currently people in another country kind of wondering about you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, the mystery did, and the yeah,
1: international hey oh anya yeah, did Nika stick her head in an oven yet um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do kind of sound like um
0: like a girl with a crush on someone who like doesn't know they exist with how much i talk about you. I'm like, oh, "Yeah, Nika always says this." And they're all like, "Okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, like Nika and I have this joke where we're like blah 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 blah." And everyone's like, "Can you like yeah, we listen to the podcast. We actually don't need to hear a retelling. Um thank you so much." oh uh, gosh there was this one moment on the trip where somebody was like I don't mean to gossip but blah 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 and they said something about you know someone we all know and then like later I said something about another person we all know and like it was kind of shady <laughs> and everyone was like oh I thought you didn't mean to gossip and I was like oh I'm not the one who said <laughs> I didn't mean to gossip like darlings I have an entire podcast, podcast where we gossip. Where <laughs> <laughs> where i just gossip about you like never mistake me for someone who doesn't want to gossip this podcast is all about chronically oversharing and that's what the best are here for um anyway how's new york other than like the gaping hole that is my absence
1: new york is you know new york we haven't really seen the sun other than yesterday in quite a while um yeah. What have I been doing? Um, you know, we had, we were graced with Carrie nation's presence at rec last weekend. And now this weekend we'll be graced once more with Carrie nation at good room. It's just, we're spoiled. Line. Um, it's just been that. Yeah. Just that. I mean, all the same shit, you know, nothing here has changed.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to returning to it. The first fucking thing I'm doing is ordering Clom Clorm when I get back. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, listen, the food here is amazing, but it is all very much like, it's very much just a lot of the same thing. Like, it's just a lot of Mexican food, which obviously is phenomenal, but I'm like, oh, what I would do for a fucking like hot curry that is delivered to my doorstep. And I cannot I wait. Um, also, just drinking water out of the tap. Didn't know how much mm. I would miss the simple things. Um,
1: You'll be brushing so my teeth soon. with
0: water out of the tap. Mm. You cannot do that here. Turns out.
1: When do you get back? Tuesday? Wednesday?
0: I get back on Monday. I think maybe Tuesday. Oh,
1: okay. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, maybe. Just let um, me know so I can be, so I can make plans. So you can be busy all day? So avoid busy me. All, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll do. Just kidding.
1: Literally Can't. just joking.
0: Um well, six. Should we segment?
1: Let's do it.
0: Mistakes keep staying. Do you want to go first or shall I? I love that our like mistakes and keepsakes and hot takes are going to be things that we like literally don't really know anything. Like we've been talking to be clear. We've been texting nonstop, but like not so much about like day to day stuff.
1: Yeah. It's been just like a, hi, we haven't really talked. I've been trying to like, let you be on vacation. So.
0: Well, yeah, I've also just been trying to not text a lot because like having a dead phone here is like, you know, a severe Inconvenience. Yeah. There's like nowhere to charge it. And Absolutely. um I have my portable charger with me, but like that's always or not not always. It's also sometimes dead. Like, you know, whatever. I just have not been texting as much. But we're yeah. not as up to date with each other as we normally are. So I'm looking forward to how these segments surprise and maybe don't surprise us. But yeah. um
1: I feel like I always go first. Why don't you go first?
0: Okay. Um my mistake this week. Um, I almost missed one of my flights, which was just like kind of a careless mistake that was like, and I guess that was technically last week, but we like pre-recorded that episode Mm -hmm. for New Year's. So it's, you know, I'm catching, let's like kind of include the last two weeks, I guess, in our, in our segments. But, um, I almost missed one of my flights and it's just literally because I was like an idiot and I'm like, I feel so confident in a airport that is like an English speaking airport, but I was absolutely fucking fucked in the Mexico city airport. And it was just fully out of like arrogance that I didn't give myself more time, um, to navigate a like enormous and confusing international airport that pretty much only has Spanish signs. Mm. So that was one of my mistakes. Another one of my mistakes is just that I, um, and, and I caught the flight. So like, ultimately it doesn't matter, but you know, learned from it. Um, Another one of my mistakes is that I kind of, I've been on a very different page. Like I mentioned earlier, I've been on a very different page than a lot of the other friends of ours that are on this trip. Um, I've just been like a little bit more introspective this trip. I have not been being like the usual fun slut that I am. Like I haven't had sex at all in Mexico. Isn't that crazy?
1: That is insane. That's not
0: like... And that's not like me at all. No. Um, not for lack of, not for lack of offers. I've been propositioned, well, <laughs> but I just have not been like in the, in that like place. Um, and I just sort of let it, like I've let the comparison of how everyone, like what everyone else's trip has been like, kind of like inform how I feel about that. Like I keep sort of feeling like, something's wrong or that like I'm like missing out on part of the experience because I'm just like not in that mood or like in that mental place at the moment and like in the last couple of days I've just kind of come to realize that like we just dip in and out of like levels of how extroverted we are and like where our libido is, and like where our general mood is, kind of regardless of like whether you're on vacation or not, like you know, that's not always something you can help. And I'm not like, I'm not like missing out on anything because of that. What I'm missing out on things because of is because I'm like wishing, because I'm resisting it, you know, because I'm like yeah. wishing. I was in a different place rather than just like accepting where I am and like just operating from that space and enjoying the things that like other people that are like caught up in the party of it all are missing out on. So the last couple of days, like I said, I've been like waking up in time for sunrise and I've been going on like walks and I like went to yoga and today I'm going and getting a massage and like. I'm like now enjoying the more slow paced things that I, instead of just wishing that I was on the fast paced level that everyone else seems to be on. Mm-hmm. So that was my mistake is just kind of spoiling part of part of my experience here, because I was like kind of looking at everybody's test papers and wondering why I was getting a different answer than they were, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's okay because it's brought me closer to the other girls on this trip that are in a similar headspace that I am. And it's been really lovely to like have that friendship time. So it's, it's been fine and good and I'm no longer upset about that. Um, Last mistake is that i got food poisoning and that was horrific. And I literally shit the bed for the first time in my life. (laughs) Never had done that before. Um, a lot, and a lot of the girls did. Let me say, like this whole trip, people are like, "I've never shit the bed before," but like that food poisoning made me shit oh the bed. Um, <laughs> you know, classic rite of passage in Mexico, I guess, for Americans. Um, my keepsake. I mean, like I have like a lot of different, like this has just been gorgeous. It's just been like literally aesthetically gorgeous. And like, it's been really nice to be in warm weather. Um, but I think like ultimately my keepsake is, um, just like how much, um, so nobody on this trip is like rich, right? Like, I mean, there are definitely some people that are like more well off, others Mm -hmm. but something that has been like this is my first time ever doing something like this like going somewhere like super warm during the winter months um and in my head it was always something that like was prohibitively expensive and don't get me wrong it's not like this cost nothing and like it stressed me out to be able to afford it But I think something that I'm, like, taking away from this is that um, there are, like, ways to make things like this happen for you without you being, like, a rich person. Mm -hmm. And I'd never in my life, like, thought that I could, like, spend a couple weeks in a tropical location during the winter without being like an actual rich person to make that happen Mm -hmm. and like just you know my keepsake is kind of just applying that to things in general like parts of little luxuries in life in general are like yes they're harder to achieve and they're like they're not always um you might not be able to do them at the frequency that rich people do them but like it's within it's within grasp. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the friends on this trip are not people that, like, have a lot of money, myself included. And it's just been kind of inspiring to see how, like, if you prioritize making something like this happen, you can make it happen for yourself. Um, obviously, not always. And obviously, there are, like, extreme financial privileges we have on like a global level like I I want to acknowledge that but um yeah it's just it's I've I had no idea that anything like this would be possible without like a rich person bankrolling it for me or like me being rich myself so that's been just kind of like a little bit life-changing for me um yeah, I've, I've just never, ever been this far south in the world ever. And I've never been in the tropics before. And so it's just been like an incredible experience overall. And I'm like learning a lot more Spanish than I thought I would. That's a little bit of a keepsake as well. Um, my hot take. <sighs> my hot take is that it's um, not not only is it OK, but it is necessary to just fucking hold people accountable regardless of if it rocks the boat or not. Um that's been a little bit of a frustration with like this trip in particular. Um, there has just been like some shit that has happened with people that are peripherally part of the community that ended up on this trip. Um From what I understand, nobody knew that this person was even going to come on this trip. Like, literally, it was a surprise to everybody. Um, But just, like, a lot of, like, not okay things happened with this person that, like, everyone in private has acknowledged they're, like, problematic for X, Y, Z reasons. But, like, we're, like, being friendly for the sake of, like... That's the fairies. and. I kind of got in my head about what?
1: Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I say, I say it as one. I'm not that kind of fairy, but those are the fairies.
0: Right. Well, you I just.
1: never wants to rock the boat.
0: Yeah. I just, and, and, you know, a few people are willing to, and they did. And I'm grateful to those people. And I was one of the people I think that also, um, felt empowered to do so and like speak up um and like yeah it's a it's like okay to rock the boat like part of being in community with someone is also like holding them accountable um and it's not like I think a very community thing to do to just like let somebody wreak havoc on in ways that like you're willing to acknowledge suck about them behind their back but you're like just going to like smile and pretend nothing is wrong to their face. Like I, that yeah. doesn't even, that's not that loving of an act either in my opinion, you know, if it's for the sake of being like a loving community.
1: Totally.
0: Anyways, so that's, that's my hot take is that like, it's okay to just fucking speak up, even if it sort of feels like it's the cunty thing to do.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, cause yeah, I got in my head a little bit about like, ugh, am I, am I the drama? (laughs) And maybe I am.
1: Same, (laughs) girly.
0: Maybe I am the drama a little bit, but sometimes it's okay to be the drama. That's my hot take. Okay. Um, your turn.
1: All right. Um, my keepsake, I guess, I mean, my keepsake would kind of be just like the, three weeks that I've like been having while you've been in Mexico and like everyone's been away in terms of like, I've been saying for a few weeks now that like part of my 2022 resolution was that I kind of wanted to like, you know, I, it's very, um, it's very comfortable for me to be like a sidekick with someone. Um, I have Mm -hmm. like youngest, I have youngest child and youngest sibling syndrome. I really like, it's just That's where I like to be, Um, which is fun and I love it and I don't want that to change, but I want it to change a little bit or I want it to change a little bit because then it makes it harder for me to feel like I'm an independent person doing my own thing. And so Uh you've been in Mexico and you're my person and a lot of my closest friends have been in Mexico, so I've been left in new york to tap into these friendships that are a lot newer like people that i've only been friends with for a few months that i feel really close to and it's been nice like you know i feel like the keepsake in itself is that i've been like you know like wrecked for example was like the first rave that i showed up to alone and Mm. just you know like i didn't i didn't meet up with anyone i like got in a car and just went there myself and like was with friends the whole time, but like was, you know, felt like I was doing my own thing. And it was also, it was just like a really nice feeling because so many people, you know, I kept having people like come grab me on the dance floor and like pull me to dance with them or like someone coming up to like, tell me how excited they was that I was there. So it was just nice to like, feel like I've established a like a place for myself in this community that is like, about me myself and I and that I'm not connected Mm -hmm. to really anyone if I don't want to be one of the mottos of this trip for everyone is that instead of tea for tea
0: or like you know what any variation of that it's me for me
1: Mm, yeah and
0: I love that you I love that you've also been having a me for me motto like at home
1: yeah that's beautiful yeah very much has been a me for me um moment and it's been fun because I was really nervous when everyone was going that I was going to like spend the whole time being like devastated and having separation anxiety and being so sad and having this like crazy FOMO and like the only time that I've had any legitimate FOMO was on New Year's Eve itself because that's like you know I'm very sentimental so that was hard for me to not be with everyone and by everyone I just mean you but um, <laughs> same same bestie else can fuck off. Um, <laughs> But, like, yeah, other than that, it's been fun. So that would be the main keepsake. Um, my yeah, other black, keepsake is right. that I made out with somebody who does listen to the pod. Okay, cool. So you know who you are. Yes, I'm talking about you. Um, at Rekt, and that was so hot. I just was, like, making out with a lot of people at Rekt and, like, just a lot of people, like, really grinding on me and dancing on me. And I just felt so hot and seen and cool and chic. Uh, um, yes. it was, uh. Uh, yeah. It was... Yeah, it was... A lot of fun um my mistake um okay well one mistake for sure because i have a few but one mistake for sure is that at rect um i did some acid and then also was obviously doing k and i just had one of the worst and darkest acid k-hole experiences of my life it was truly so scary i thought that i had a psychological break and that i was one of those people who like did too much acid and she was never coming back
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i like couldn't get my thoughts to calm down and then one of the djs i think it was dj minx or no it was either dj minx or sean j right but one of them mixed sounds of people whispering into their set And I didn't know that. So I thought, (laughs) and it happened as I was like, oh, I'm going crazy. So I thought that everybody was whispering about me. And that, so I was like, oh my God, I'm having like auditory hallucinations. Like what, this is so scary. And then I was like, I just like, yeah, I like, I thought that I lost my mind. And it wasn't until our bestie Kevin came up behind me and started like holding me that it like pulled me out of it. Um mm. which oh, was like beautiful. I'm glad yeah
0: that that happened.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it was beautiful. I was like, I definitely was shepherded around all night by uh Goose and Kevin at Wrecked, which was just like a gorgeous, gorgeous little moment. I very much felt like Tinkerbell and they were my little pups. <laughs> my oh, little my gosh. Boys. <laughs> um but yeah, so that was a mistake. Um and uh fuck, what was the other mistake? Oh, I mean, my other mistake is just that I, um, I have, I'm just like being really stubborn and I may or may not be repeating, um, a pattern from years ago. Um, like it may, it just feels like I might be doing that. So that's a mistake. I'm just trying to be more mindful of that. Um, I'm trying not to be such a stubborn cunt, um, but I am one, so well, yeah, I mean, and we'll talk about it more when we're not recording.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of know what it's about, but um it's also valid to not need it on the podcast quite yet when you're still in that stage of thinking like just mulling that over.
1: Yeah, not, you know, I'm not everything has to be on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. We we don't we don't have a new Patreon episode this week, but next week maybe it'll be a little bit on the Patreon. Um Yeah, yeah, we'll see.
1: Um yeah, so yeah, that's <sighs> that's my mistake. I'm just feeling very like, am I the drama? am I the villain? Um, <laughs> and at least thats how I'm feeling today. Um, yeah, show that's that, and my hot take, which is not that hot of a take for like the girls who know, so like if you know, you know, but if you don't know, you should know, and so this is for the you girls should who know. Might not. so yeah, so this hot take is for the girls who might not know, but the pregame is, like, the pre-pre-key. The party is the pre-key. And the afters is really the party. The party. That's the party. Um, And mm-hmm. so just, I want, like, the girls who leave the party, which is really the pre-game early, to know that, so that they can maybe get to the pre-game, i.e. the party, later than earlier, so they have the energy to stay for the afters, a.k.a. the party,
0: yeah, yeah. The the girl, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you should know. You should know. The, the afters is truly what it's all about.
1: We had a 10-hour afters. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean...
1: I have never that, been at an yeah. afters that long. Other than at, like, our bestie's old apartment. Like, our yeah. Jessie's apartment, rather. But, like, we basically right. lived there, so that wasn't really an afters.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was also, like... Not even really always an after so much as it just was where we were.
1: Yeah. This the whole
0: time. 10
1: hours. We got there at like, I don't know, wrecked ended at five. So we probably got there after like making our stops at the store and shit at like 545 in the morning. We didn't leave until 3 p.m. So nine and a half hours. of <laughs> <up> and after.
0: <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah.
1: Insane. Um, But so much fun. Yeah,
0: we... We had like the, the most version of an afters you can have on, in, in a place where like you're in the sun all day and you're also walking everywhere and you're just like so fucking tired. Like most of us are like done by like honestly midnight to 1am here. But on mm-hmm. New Year's, on New Year's we had like we, we carried through until the morning. And um, something that you don't think about when you go out for the night and you're just the party and the afters and everything is just going to be outside is that eventually the afters has to end because you're going to sunburn.
1: Yo, true.
0: (laughs) So at like eight, nine AM on new year's day, we started to like, Ooh, like we're about to burn because we were just like on the beach, like listening to music and like, like, you know, how our friends always have like their like blanket scenario. Yeah. Yeah we had our like blanket set up and like our Bluetooth speaker and like, we could have kept going like the rest of the day. It was new year's day for God's sake. But, um, yeah, yeah. we, none of us brought SPF.
1: Oh my God. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never wear yeah. SPF, but so I, can I mean, y-
0: you would need it here, bestie. What do we think the fuck up of the week was?
1: Fuck up of
0: the week. Fuck up of the week is that um, God let Betty White die?
1: Oh yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah, all right. That's the fuck up of the week.
0: whoever's in charge well we were all saying we were like like what does betty white know that we didn't that she left right before 2022 started (laughs) she was like you know what i've seen enough it does not get any better from here (laughs) yeah that's definitely the fuck up of the week is there anything else that's happened in the world
1: (laughs) um nothing that i feel like talking about nothing nothing um True. You know, so true, bestie. Everything's bad. Everything is
0: bad and that and it just keeps getting worse.
1: Yeah. 2022, <laughs> it? it's our year. Hello. 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 I can't wait.
0: Um, yeah. Well, word. Um, the rest of this episode we pre recorded when we were still in each other's loving embrace. We did. That's what I call just you and I being in the same room as each other. Um, Yes. uh, So the audio quality is going to be a little bit better. And then also we might just sound younger, different, fresher, um, less defeated and depleted by being apart from each other. Um, Also, we recorded this all the way last year
1: all the way last year it was a different really... time
0: we recorded that we recorded it in a different time um, We did. so so just keep that in mind um, but yeah the rest of the episode is per usual and um get into it
1: get into it listener mistakes This is from Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. Hi, Nika and Anya. Love the pod. Y'all are funny, and I appreciate hearing your segments every week and hearing you explain fuck-ups from the world, too. (laughs) You keep asking for more listener mistakes, so here's one from this listener. My fuck-up has to do with doing drugs. When I started smoking weed at 14, I got into it pretty quickly, and so have been doing it consistently for a long time, and still was up until a couple of weeks ago, now eight years later, as a young adult. I think smoking weed or doing any drugs is totally chill. So true, bestie. (laughs) So true. And can be fun and healthy for a lot of people. But my fuck up over this long time period was to take the feeling of, I just smoked a joint at the party and now I'm too high to hang the way I want to, and just was, and use that to come to the conclusion. Well, I should just smoke a lot more all the time, so I have a high tolerance and will be able to hang while I'm baked. I don't know if this is relatable for y'all, but I think this thought process definitely propelled me to smoking many times a day in an unhealthy way. Starting out as thinking, I'm going out later, so I will smoke now, so that I'm just high all day for funsies, (laughs) and then when I smoke at the party, I'll just be chillin'. But that easily turned into me Oops. just smoking all day on the majority of days, regardless of what else I was doing, mm-hmm. like supposedly working. <laughs> anyway, weed can be fun, and I do want to smoke with my friends again. But having this mindset about it, usually subconsciously, was definitely a mistake for me. And now I'm trying to reconfigure the role this drug has in my life. Bye. Charlotte. You can use my first name on the pod, XOXO. Oof. I mean... Rookie mistake. <laughs> classic. A
0: classic mistake. I mean, I definitely had this relationship with weed kind of just in general, not necessarily with like um, smoking, like smoke weed every day, but just smoking weed at all, even after for a long time knowing it wasn't right for me and that like mm-hmm. I am the type of person that it makes me like super anxious and i don't enjoy doing it i just kept trying to power through and like oh if i like smoke weed enough like it's all in my head i'm just not doing it right Mm -hmm. um so i've definitely made that mistake and it has bitten me pretty hard in the ass because probably some of my more severe like anxiety and panic spirals have been because i smoked weed when i like didn't need to be smoking weed yeah like i knew already that i it i shouldn't be um yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I get it. You're in you're in a safe space. This is a safe space. So <laughs> this one. is this is a safe space for um people who uh like drugs, but weed makes us anxious. Um thanks for writing in. Love you. you.
1: Deep dive.
0: Deep dive. Okay, this week, my deep dive is um, weirdly something I've been, like, nervous to talk about, even though it's very silly and, like, uh, was not at all, like, you'll see. You'll see both why I was nervous to talk about, but also why it's stupid that I was. But this is about the time that I accidentally kind of did blackface when I was 11. Okay, um, I okay. so when I was 11 or 12, um, I had, like, finally entered the era of my life where um, I started doing referential Halloween costumes instead of, like, I'm going to be a witch or whatever. I was like, I'm going to be things from TV shows mm-hmm. and, like, movies that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it would be really funny to be hanky the christmas poo from south park oh, which yeah. is a literal piece of shit. shit yeah um so i did not dress up as a black person like let's get that right out of the gate yeah i was not actually doing blackface yeah but um <laughs> brown face paint was on my white face oh.
1: <laughs> this is uh it's always funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: very that. Like I've been like wanting to talk about it because it's so funny, but it's also like mortifying looking back oh at that I like put brown face paint on my face. <laughs> and like I even at the like the at the time I remember being like, damn, brown face paint is really hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> not realizing that that's for a good reason so and it's because
1: like one of those like danish christmas people well, so it's that's like, the thing know, right <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's also not danish it is dutch it is Gosh, my oh. it is my fucking uh, culture that does that lol so um, i actually never
1: know the difference between danish and dutch
0: well denmark and the netherlands now you know um I'm gonna forget. <laughs> <laughs> copenhagen versus amsterdam Okay, great. <laughs> they they have like universal health care, so and just like a bunch of like white people who are like, we've really figured it and out. They're really like and it's like
1: kind of cookies, right? In both countries. Yeah, know,
0: yeah, and just like of- you know, kind of like overcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, and, like, the thing, houses, that the, are yes, yeah, and like canals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, brick, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Also, like they just have that like air of superiority where they're like, oh, it's so sad you guys haven't figured out universal health care. Like a few tall, and it's like, yeah, they're all. Mm-hmm. tall and blonde but it's like also like the only reason your country is in a position of like that kind of comfort to provide to all people is because they were like the most prolific colonizers for like thousands of years so it's just like maybe sit down just like a little bit on like how proud you are of yourself I don't know anyway um so my first sign mind you, I was 12. First of all, I was 12. And it was also whatever year that was like 2007. Um, Which isn't like, it's not like that was not being talked about in 2007. But I wasn't like, I was a kid. So I, I was not part of the conversations about like blackface and stuff. I knew what blackface was. And I knew that you shouldn't do it. But I also like, I knew that I was dressing up as a turd yeah so i didn't even think of it that way but then when i (laughs) went out into the world everyone's guess for what i was um was really racist obviously and um it was like horrifying and mortifying and i remember running into like an old like teacher of mine and i was like so excited that i like trick-or-treated at their house by accident and they like didn't recognize me at first and then when I like was like hey it's Anya I could just see on their face that they thought that I was like something racist for Halloween and so it like occurred to me as I was out into the in the world that everyone thought I was like I don't even know like um Somebody asked me if I was Black Santa, I think, and that's when I was like, I need to go home oh, right no. now. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> um, obviously, I would never do something like that now, um, and I like don't even need to like. <laughs> I don't need to defend my past self, like. Nothing was nothing that I did was motivated by me trying to imitate black people or dress up as a black person. And like, I know, I know in my heart of hearts that I did not do blackface on that day. But what I did do was accidental perceived blackface. Yeah. Um, And it is one of the more embarrassing things in my life. And I don't have any photos from it. But I know that like probably like a friend that I was with mm-hmm. has a photo from it. And one of my friends from that period of my life is, like, one of the more, like, petty people that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I've sometimes wondered, I'm like, if for some reason she, like, hated me or, like, wanted to see me my downfall, I, like, wonder if she would, like, release – like, if she does have – because I remember, like, she was somebody who, like, always had a camera at things. So I don't know if there's photos, but if she does have a photo, I'm like, I wonder if she would, like, try to release it being, like – Anya Volz did blackface mm-hmm. in 2007 and like, you know, completely omit the context. Yeah. And like, uh, I don't know, like, it's just something I'm like, I wonder if someone tr- would try to assassinate my character from that night oh. um, just because it is such a severe thing to be caught doing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you see, if you ever, if if there is a photo of the costume, you'll also see that I'm in all brown, like (laughs) I'm in a brown cape. I just am uh, very clearly hanky the Christmas poo if you know that that was what I was trying to do. But that is one of my more embarrassing mistakes I've ever made. And I'm, I'm sorry, deepest apologies for um, that even being an accident I made. Like, it's truly mortifying. But yeah. Well, <laughs> that happened. Much like and I what? should write a, an, a TV episode about it, to be honest. Although then that would be putting someone in that same costume in order to make that joke. So never mind. Do it.
1: Best mistake. Um, okay, well, much like what is going to get you canceled. Um, we are talking this week about the cancellation, the actual real cancellation before cancel culture was a thing, um, of, as they were known then, the Dixie Chicks. They are now known as The Chicks. Oh, yes. Um, so let's get into it. So in early 2003, the Dixie Chicks, as they were then known, were not only country icons, they were at the time the most popular female musical group of all time. Their newly released album, Home, was charting across the country, and the band had recently performed on SNL and sang the national anthem at the 2003 Super Bowl. And though they had encountered controversy, like when some radio stations refused to play their 2000 hit, Goodbye Earl, a peppy ode to murdering an, an abusive husband, <laughs> uh-huh. the band had never been openly political. But all of that changed on March 10, 2003, at a concert in London, when singer and notorious Libra loudmouth, I love her, Natalie Maines, <laughs> paused between songs to talk with her fans. Now, for context, at this time, the U.S. was about a week out from invading Iraq, a decision that, while, while largely popular in the United States, was being criticized by the rest of the world, including in London. And just weeks earlier, two million Brits had taken to the city's streets in London to march against the upcoming war. Um, so Natalie Maines said, just so you know, we're on the good side with y'all. We do not want this war, this violence, and we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas. Now, what's important to know is that the whole quote was not, um, used in the articles that come out. So the actual quote that was used was just... Natalie, May- Natalie Mayne saying, just so you know, we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas, leaving out everything else. Now, Betty Clark, who was reviewing the concert for The Guardian, said that along with huge cheers from the crowd, there was an audible gasp, too. Though Clark quoted Maine's words positively in her review of the concert, in the U.S., there was an immediate backlash to the comment country stations began refusing to play the band's songs after listeners flooded their phone lines complaining about the chicks. Um, So, hold on, why is this here? Sorry, we'll edit this out. Um, Hold on, sorry, my notes got fucked up. It's fine. Okay, I'm kind of hopping around, um, with time frames, but it's all about the same time. It's just that these are, like, notes from when they were reflecting on the 2003 incident a few years later. Um, so, this is, um, in 2006, uh, they, while well, they were, uh, promoting the release of their album, Taking the Long Way, um... Maines recanted her 2003 apology to President Bush, saying, I don't feel that way anymore, um, but I also don't feel like he is owed any respect whatsoever. If people... Um, and I also don't believe he is owed any respect whatsoever. If people are going to ask me to apologize based on who I am, I don't know what to do about that. I can't change who I am. Um And Mainz goes on to say that she's not looking for more battles, but that the incident, as it was referred to and still is by the chicks... Reminded of her of how she felt and of how I felt in high school to be angry, to be sure that you're right and that the things you do matter. You don't realize that you're not feeling those feelings until you do. And then you realize how much more interesting life is. Um, And uh, she, so this, this is from 2006, the Daily Telegraph. And it once again stirs up controversy when Maines um, states this. And Then in 2006, two documentaries come out about the chicks. One is called Shut Up and Sing, um, which followed the chicks during and after the remark, uh, shortly after in 2003. Um, So it follows band members Natalie Maines, Marty McGuire, and Emily Strayer. And it shows them discussing in the early aftermath of the 2003 comments in London whether or not they should just offer a simple apology. Um, But instead, two days after making her first comment, where... She said that she was ashamed that the president was from Texas. Maine's releases a statement on the band's website, which was in 2003 the equivalent of a celebrity's notes app Instagram post today. In the statement, which was seen by millions of fans and picked up by news outlets, Maine's doubled down on her criticism, saying, I feel the president is ignoring the opinions of many in the U.S. and alienating the rest of the world. While we support our troops, there is nothing more frightening than the notion of going to war with Iraq and the prospect of all the innocent lives that will be lost. Two days later, on March 14, 2003, Natalie Maines released a softer follow-up statement, apologizing for the tone of the original comment, saying, As a concerned American citizen, I apologize to President Bush because my remark was disrespectful, But once again, and once again noting her support of the troops. But pulling back on her initial comments did little to nothing to quell the rage among many country music fans. And by the end of the week, um, in March of 2003, radio airplay for the Chicks fell by 20%, with some radio stations even organizing events where former fans could smash, burn, run over, and other destroy the Chicks CDs. The band's music sales also plummeted. Their single from 2003, Travelin' Soldier, almost instantly dropped from number one to number 63 on country sales charts. And in the coming months, their U.S. tour dates would be marred by protesters and so many death threats that the band had to hire an additional security team. Now, the cancellation of the Chicks was driven almost entirely by conservative listeners who were shocked to discover that their favorite band didn't share their political opinions. As Marty McGuire said in a 2006 interview, You've just got a majority of the core of country music country music listening audience kind of feeling the same way about politics, and we always kind of felt like the black sheep regarding our political beliefs, but we never really used the stage to talk about politics. Um... And it's important to note that musicians working in other genres at the time, much like pop singer Cheryl Crow, who appeared at the 2003 Grammys with a guitar strap that said no war, did not, the fa- did not face the same professional repercussions for taking an anti-war stance as the Chicks. Um, the cancellation, though, was also driven by the fact that in 2003, in the era before Instagram stories and tweeting at the president, people weren't used to hearing celebrities making off-the-cuff remarks, let alone controversial off-the-cuff remarks. Um, And, of course, the Chicks were also not the first musicians to be cancelled over an unpopular political uh, or cultural opinion. Um, A little context for Other people that were canceled before them is, um, in 1992, the Irish singer Sinead O'Connor saw her career fall apart after she tore tore up a photo of Pope John Paul II during her SNL live performance in protest of sexual abuse within the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Um, it was in the article. I thought it was just fun to include because it seems to always be women Mm -hmm. that are actually canceled and never men. Yep. Um even though men are always the loudest about it. So by April 2003, two months, or one month after the initial comments, everyone, including President Bush, had weighed in on the incident, and the chicks had decided that speaking out was actually their game plan. Instead of pulling the typical celebrities under scrutiny uh, playbook and claiming to be unavailable, they spoke to the press and posted naked for an Entertainment Weekly cover story, with insults that that had been hurled at them, like Dixie sluts and Saddam's angels painted on their bodies. Jesus Christ. Which, so in 2003, the Chicks had, uh, like, notoriously had a feud with Keith Urban. Mm. Or, wait. Hold on. Or was it Toby Keith? One minute, let me look. (laughs) They're all the same. Um.
0: Sorry to any Keiths listening, but you're all one person.
1: Okay, yeah, it was Toby Keith. So um, they had, like, had a feud um, years before, I think in 2000, because Natalie Maines had been asked in an interview how she felt about Toby Keith's song, Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Oh, so she said, it's ignorant and it makes country music sound ignorant. Um, and so she ends up battling with Toby Keith until spring 2003, when Keith, after the chicks make this comment at their London concert, begins using a photo of Mainz with Saddam Hussein on tour. Jesus He has Christ. a huge, like, uh, like, cutout on stage, which then leads, um, Mainz to wear a shirt that says F-U-T-K. <laughs> um, so I, for, I can't find what natalie Maines like originally said that the shirt stood for because they tried to play dumb and they were like oh my god it's not about him at all it's like something about our fans but in the 2006 documentary you can hear them like you can like see them like laughing about it and being like yeah no it means fuck you toby keith that's so funny um yeah so, um, um...
0: Friends united together in kindness. Yes, yes. So in the documentary, <laughs> they were like,
1: LOL, no. <inaudible> <laughs> it actually truly means fuck you. Um, so, yeah. So, this happens. The feud happens. Everyone's making a comment. They then go on ABC, where they're interviewed by Diane Sawyer, such a who <laughs> chides them and says, do you feel awful about using that word about the President of the United States? To which Maine's declared, I think the way I said it was disrespectful. I feel regret for, you know, the choice of words. Am I sorry that I asked questions and didn't just follow? No. So the Chicks completed their 2003 tour, as expected, and spent the next two years laying comparatively low and recording their new album. Um, And country radio programmer Julie Stevens told the New York Times in 2006 that prior to this album's release, she had assumed that outraged fans would forgive and forget the Chicks when they released new music. But that album, Taking the Long Way, didn't express any of the remorse that former fans might have been expecting. In fact, its first single, Not Ready to Make Nice, an iconic, iconic song, song, music video, directly addressed the fallout from Maine's comments, the protests, the death threats, and shouted out the band's refusal to back down with the lyrics, It's too late to make it right, I probably wouldn't if I could. Air sign... Really nice. <laughs> like so true Bestiada. <laughs> After hearing that song, Stevens told the time she knew that forgiveness from former fans was not going to happen, and country country radio stations still refused to play any of their songs. So the chicks looked for ways to connect with new fans, striking up partnerships with liberal leaning businesses like Starbucks to sell the album. The strategy seemed to bear some fruit, and not ready to make nice reach number four on Billboard Hot One Hundred giving them the highest-charted song of their career, and the album debuted at number one. They swept that year's Grammys, winning Album of the Year for the first time. Um, I think a lot of people who'd never heard of the band suddenly started listening, and they gained a much more mainstream audience, said Clark. But their newfound mainstream audience only took them so far, and taking the long way ended up only selling two million copies, their previous albums had all sold between 6 to 12 million copies each, mm. so this album was considered a virtual financial failure. Their tours also their tour also struggled. While they had once sold out venues in minutes, they were now canceling some dates on their tour due to low sales. Being hailed as free speech icons by major media outlets wasn't translating into an actual workable music career. Which is
0: so funny because the very people that were probably mad at them are like the free speech fucking mm. like... the free speech committee these these days and kind of always but as long as it's their free speech and not anything they disagree with
1: yep so that album comes out in 2006 and they end their tour and pretty much immediately after the chicks go silent for almost a decade they perform sporadically but they record no new music Um, And in the country music industry to this day, there's a saying, according to longtime country music journalist Beverly Keel, the saying is, you don't want to be (laughs) Dixie-chickst, meaning you don't want to say one thing to blow up your whole career. Emily Vanderwerf, who is Vox's critic at large, said, I think it's notable that the biggest artists in the country for about five years Were a trio of three women who were outspoken and saying about a lot of issues that are important to women, and then they were silenced. Beverly Keel went on to say that what you can't underestimate is how passionately people felt about them. Years after the comment, she recalls, if she wrote about the band, she would receive a call the next day in the morning from a reader that said, How dare you write about them? They're traitors. Um, Beverly Keel goes on to say their gender, their genre, and the fact that they made the comment outside of the U.S. were factors in the backlash and that they were defiant. They didn't apologize, really. And refusing to apologize, many would argue, is what may have sealed their legacy in kind of the best way possible. Today, the Chicks have come out with a new album in 2020. They changed their name to the Chicks. They're Mm -hmm. touring. Came out with their new hit song, Gaslighter. And younger female country artists, from the duo Maddie and Tay to Miranda Lambert to Taylor Swift, have all credited the, credited the Chicks and their bravery as inspiration for their own music careers in the country music industry. Um, Taylor Swift brought the Chicks on stage in 2015 during a concert and said that if it weren't for the Chicks, um, I like the, or something along the lines of the Chicks showed me that it's okay to be. Quirky, brave, loud, etc. You know, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh, Miranda Lambert went on to say in 2015 or 2016 that her goal is to be the chicks of this generation which like calm down girly still here but I get what you mean and she said by that she means I want to write impactful that's like when Lena
0: Dunham said that she grew up watching Amy Poehler and Tina Fey (laughs) and they were like um (laughs) we're not like that much older than you oh my god
1: that's so funny that she said that I love she said it
0: like to their faces at one of the Golden Globes they were hosting oh my god like when she won an award like during her speech so and, like, funny. they literally, like, took the microphone back after her speech being, like, grew up watching us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> It's my goal. If any, like, if I ever win anything, that's... I'm going to say I grew up watching Lena Dunham. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um...
1: But yeah, I mean, at this point, the chicks have been, you know, cemented in their legacy as being fucking loudmouth icons. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they were canceled, like, actually canceled. They lost money. Um, they like lost their yeah. fame for a actual really
0: cancelled, not Dave Chappelle cancelled. Yeah, I
1: mean they literally they were the group for literally five years. I mean, they were nominated alongside the likes of Lauryn Hill and Britney Spears for Best New Artist at the nineteen ninety eight Grammys. Like they Damn. were a huge fucking deal. Yeah. Um their album Wide Open Spaces, like that absolutely tore through the charts. Um and yeah, I mean, they were I feel like they were doing for country what like Dolly Parton is doing now in the nineties,
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: the way that they were being celebrated no, i'm
0: not by... I wasn't laughing, like laughing, I'm just like laughing about how country in general, literally the thought in my head is like, Dolly Parton has existed, the chicks have existed, like Miranda Lambert. Taylor Swift, Casey Musgraves, like these are all people in country that like have continued to just like be around and be huge figures in country. And in fact, like some of the most popular people in country, but country music is still defined by like the bigoted men. It's such an interesting thing that this entire genre is actually like pulled down and, like, mm-hmm. weighted down by, like, the shitty men in the genre, Yeah, and it's like um, when these... the women, once again, like they do with everything, are carrying the entire genre on their backs.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of always been that way, like, Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn, right. like, June Carter, like, fucking uh, Bonnie Rival. Was,
0: yeah, Blue, kind of Bluegrass, boozey, you know. kind of, like, uh, back of the pub, like, yeah. sad country, mm-hmm. but yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is the story of the cancellation of the chicks. Moral of the story. Um, story of the morning. (laughs) Obviously is like IMO. Um, you know, what the chicks learned. Um, and I didn't include the quote because i can't find it but i like saw this weeks ago when i was researching um natalie main said something along the lines of uh when you know in retrospect that like fuck the fans we lost right like we love the fans that we gained because like we were entrenched in the country music industry and so like you know they experienced the i they experienced very early on fandoms thinking that they own mm. the person they're fans of. Mm-hmm. And what they realized is that there were all these really cool fans out there that didn't know about them until... Or, like, they dismissed
0: them dis- until...
1: Yeah, until yeah. they were cancelled. And now they have this whole set of, like, you know, liberal, in quotes... Fans, just fans in general, who are not the typical country music listeners.
0: Right, and fans that are, like, morally and ethically aligned with them. Yeah. It's kind of like when you lose friends for, like, being yourself. Yeah. And, like, that's something that, like, you know, when you're younger, in, like, middle and high school, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to lose my friends, so I'm going to, like, put on this front. And then, like, when you finally are yourself, I mean, for some people hopefully this happens earlier than it did for like for me or for a lot of other people but like when you finally are yourself and you like just take that risk to be you know be true to yourself not to be a coming of age movie about it but like you realize that like those people were never your friends anyway yeah if they are your friends only um with the idea that they had of you and the people that you gain are like way more valuable of people because they're people who like agree with and like, like you for who you are. Yeah. Um, obviously friends and fans are two different things, but I feel like it's like a very similar thing where it's like, you might as well just like say what you believe and like be who you are because that's going to attract People who align with that rather than, like, suppressing it in fear of losing the people that you don't want on your side anyway. Yeah. Which sucks because shitty people also live by that logic. And that's why people like Dave Chappelle are, like, digging their heels in Mm because they're like, well, I'm just, like,
1: saying what I believe. And, yeah. Which is funny, too. It's like, I don't know. It's like the chicks actually did something truly fucking brave. Yes. Like... My god, if you weren't alive in 2003, you just simply wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, but everybody was obsessed with the Iraq war. Yeah. Even liberals were obsessed with that war. Yeah. I remember And like
0: supporting our troops and supporting yeah.
1: like the country no matter what. Uh, yeah, I remember driving by a group of like four protesters in Providence and my dad being like, "They're crazy." No, I mean, uh, it was su- it was like such a big deal. Yeah.
0: I remember even in like 2000 2000- Eight ish um, is when I, like, stopped saying the Pledge of Allegiance at school. Mm -hmm. Yep, same. And before Obama was elected. Like, the same year, but it was definitely before. It was still in the Bush era that I stopped saying the Pledge of Allegiance at school. And, like, you know, my, like, progressive, like, liberal teachers in my Vermont-ass school were, like, appalled to the point of, like, getting my parents involved and sending me to get psychologically analyzed because mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, obsessed with America and with the yeah. war that we were in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember the chicks, you know, I didn't start listening to the chicks. I mean, I've always listened to Landslide. I've always listened to Natalie Maines' cover of God Only Knows from the famously Big Love series finale 2011. Um, but I've never listened to the chicks, like really listened to them until recently i'm in my the chicks era um but i remember when it happened and as a kid i was like eight when it happened like being like oh yikes like that's scary that that just happened to them i too (laughs) had a big mouth yeah yeah
0: i mean it's uh all women with big mouths it's coming for us in one way or Listen, another well behaved women rarely make history <laughs> okay. yeah and history is not even gonna last that long anyway with the way things are going but you might as well make it while you can make that history while while history still exists be cause... the
1: nasty woman you were born to be <laughs> yeah.
0: be the nasty woman that you wish to see in the world grab the change by the pussy yes <laughs> God,
1: okay. our 2016 ass jokes. No, listen, not to be a feminist, but I love the chicks.
0: That's so brave of you. That's almost as brave as what they said.
1: I'm literally not a feminist. <laughs> um, but...
0: this whole episode, people are gonna be like, "Ugh, what is?" <laughs> oh my god,
1: no, I'm so not a feminist. It's so embarrassing. Um, a feminist in the sense of like I love Gloria Steinem. That's all.
0: You do or don't love I Gloria I do. No, oh, okay. I
1: love Gloria Steinem. I mean, she said one shitty thing about Bernie Sanders in 2016, and then she apologized.
0: I, she's come under a little bit of fire for things she said about sex work, too.
1: Yeah, she always apologizes. Yeah, I no. She's the I, only one that's ever apologized for leaving gay women out of the movement. She's apologized for leaving trans women out of the movement in the 90s. I don't know if she's apologized yet for her comments about porn. Probably not. But I'm like, yeah, literally. No, I mean, she's
0: she's said some things I've seen her address um, that she hasn't that she has a lot more to learn still when it comes to like sex
1: work. Yeah, she's so fucking cool. I saw her speak in college with bell hooks and it was actually crazy to see Gloria Steinem be like the more progressive one. With the yeah. Shit she had to say. Yeah. I was like, oh my god.
0: I'm well, so Gloria cool. Steinem is in a lot of ways what we kind of aim to be in this podcast, which yeah. is like someone that's like open to admitting that she's like a growing, changing person, yeah. and like isn't this like you know everything I've always said has always been correct and right? Yeah. Which is like, unfortunately, a lot of people who were at one point like a really progressive figure, they seem to always fall into this like. Defensive mode when progress starts to um, like pass them in yeah. their own belief systems because that just inherently happens. Yeah, um, I mean it's happening to us right now. When we recently found out there are people who their pronouns are it, um <laughs> we're like, hands. are we being surpassed progressive wise? Because that my is mind. making me feel like fucking J.K. Rowling.
1: Literally, like I'm sorry if your pronouns are it. <laughs> take it up with glorious
0: dinah maybe well, she'll be more understanding than us i can't do it <laughs> i'm
1: gonna throw up I'm begging you where's the clip of sarah pulson screaming <laughs> keep talking it's all the dead air
0: um, um no you know what
1: no no no, keep saying things
0: it deserves to be um it it deserves to be surrounded by silence that scream
1: no i oh yeah you're right Hold on. But, um <laughs> Let's see. Oh, for one minute straight. Okay, so this personally is how I feel about it pronouns. <laughs> I, don't I don't want a cupcake, and I don't want to use it pronouns. Yeah. And if that gets us canceled, thank God.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, if you're an it, come on the pod. And I don't, I don't mean people who like it pronouns because of like kink reasons is one thing. (laughs) Buffy, we're trying to talk about kink (laughs) culture, okay? I know there are like you know, there are people who like being dehumanized sexually as an it, and that's like one thing. But to like waltz into like social scenarios Sorry, <laughs> or, <laughs> to, to, to waltz I'm into like right a function and introduce yourself as it um to people who have not agreed to be part of that like and if and if it's like even first of all if people have not agreed to be part of the kink part of it very much don't do that yeah. but also if it's not even for a kink reason like i don't know i i have more to learn <laughs> i have That's more to learn i'll leave it at sucks. that
1: what? I, I, being dehumanized during sex? I gotta read about this shit. I mean, I just want to be treated like your girlfriend during sex. Dehu- well, then I also want to be dehumanized. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's like the most dehumanized <laughs> you can be, is someone's
0: girlfriend.
1: <laughs> Ex- after the convo we had last night, and that's what you say... Where I told you that I want to be someone's girlfriend in 2022.
0: Yeah, I, I figured, like, for a kink reason, because you want to be degraded. No. No, I'm no, kidding. No. <laughs> girly. you're going to be someone's girlfriend, no. and it's going to be so empowering, and so... it's going to be, but... It's going to be so humanizing. <laughs> what <Well, laughs> I be... am going to
1: do in 2022 <laughs> is that once my hair hits my shoulders, or, yeah, hits right there, I'm going to um, do some Gloria Steinem streaks.
0: Okay, love that. Yeah. Love that.
1: And I'm going to get glasses without lenses. (laughs) I just aren't wearing them. (laughs) The Gloria Steinem frames. You
0: just get the blue light filter glasses. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I work from home. They're blue light filter glasses. (gasps) Um, And, you know, in a way, we do work from home. We work from my home um, 24 hours straight recording this podcast and or your home when recording in the studio. Yes. Which the next time we record, I'm going to be
1: back from Mexico. What? I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to he- talk about it.
0: About me being back?
1: No, about you going. Okay, well... Because if you're coming back, that means you're going.
0: Yeah, but by the time this comes out, I'm... It's... We're on the tail end. We're on the last... Literally, the day this comes out, it's <sighs> four more days of me being in, in Mexico. And when... Uh, I'm going to be in a pine box by the time <laughs> comes out. And next time you hear us, we'll be recording post... Mexico, post your New Year's experience in New York, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully recording in the studio again without my whistly radiator in the background. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. What, what do you mean, we'll see? Are you going to quit the podcast? Yeah, maybe.
1: I just said I'm going to be in a pine box. Um, I'm going to go missing. Th- that's
0: going to have great acoustics for the pod. I'm
1: going to go missing um, between now and when you get back. Just for fun. Just being sold in uh, on Wayfair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll buy it.
1: I'm gonna have um. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my own vacation while you're in Mexico. I'm gonna go find myself somewhere in Massachusetts. <laughs> I mean, go for <laughs> I'm it. I'm gonna bestie. go find myself in Boston, Massachusetts.
0: For a second, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to find myself in Bossa Nova. And I'm like, that's not where you're going to find yourself. Oh that's where people go to lose themselves. I
1: literally will never step foot in Bossa Nova. Oh God, <laughs> I fucking hate that place.
0: 2022 that's is it. the year where we don't step foot once in Bossa Nova. No, I mean,
1: I went to Bossa Nova too many times in 2021.
0: I never went once in 2021. Yeah,
1: well, that's because you have self-respect. And I was going for a boy. So. True.
0: True, true, true. Absolutely.
1: Disgusting, unhinged kind of just mentally ill of me
0: 2022 is when boys go to places for, for you. you
1: like fucking you know what the cheesecake factory yes i want their four cheese pizza and a slice of cheesecake um or like home goods
0: <laughs> you still have never been to ikea
1: i've never been to ikea oh my god if you want to take me on a date to ikea if you want to take me on a first date to ikea that's more like our fourth date but it's our first.
0: Like, I mean, IKEA is such an experience, and you're just in there for so long that it is a first and fourth
1: date all in, in one. God, if you're a hot, straight, bisexual boy, <laughs> or they, them, or a girl, but, like, boy, um... <laughs> ideally a boy La- i'm queer if
0: somebody listens like your your future girlfriend listens back to this episode and is like huh ideally a boy interesting
1: listen i could be with a girl but um i love boys
0: yeah but like the right girl will totally. embrace Which that about why, you yeah
1: yeah yeah i just it's kind of like I and f- also
0: will like scratch that itch in their own way yeah
1: i just i feel the way about um not being with a boy the way the Cullens feel about not eating humans they said it's like being a vegetarian. You're never quite satisfied.
0: <laughs> right, but I'm saying with the right girl, you'll still get that satisfaction. For sure. This is Anya's
1: big agenda to make me gay.
0: No, I'm not. I mean, listen, you're already gay. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything to you for that to be true. This the time I've gay. known you, you've yeah. in the time I've known you, you have actively wanted to fuck so many women around us, it's including true. me. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gay. For you her. just also are addicted to boys, oh. which is, you know, just the culture disease We all live with, I know, I but that. same and the right person doesn't mind that the people who matter <laughs> don't mind and the people that mind don't, don't matter. matter. Uh, but every I mean, I, you know, I've famously not really dated anyone in four years, same. but every like woman or femme person that I have been involved with in that time have been people that are in the exact same boat where they also like boys a lot so we have that in common and it doesn't like threaten our interest in each other that we both like boys you know i know and if anything it's like that's kind of ideal because then you can be boy crazy without actually having to deal with the emotional (laughs) repercussions of dealing with boys you can have the emotional fulfillment of somebody who like has an actual emotional intelligence and still like have little crushes on and like fuck boys at the club yeah
1: all right. Well, if you're that kind of girl, hit me up hit <laughs> me on a date, and I'll probably date you. If you're a boy, also hit me up; I'll date you. Yeah, I'm. Tra- I'm in my dating era. Nika's in
0: her dating era. I'll be back from Mexico, and we'll see what era I'm in when I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um...
1: that a really funny thought
0: (laughs) (laughs) well maybe you can share it with me when we're done recording (laughs) so test your holes test Test your your drugs and kiss your friends on the mouth mouth. happy 2022 2022. I hope all of your first week of 2022 has gone splendidly Yes, Um, and we love you we
1: love you